Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Joy Project. I'm Krista Avampado, your host. Do you need some more joy? I certainly do. We could all use some more of it. And I can't stress this enough. Even though the world's in a tough place right now, we've got to take breaks. We've got to keep finding, making, and sharing joy so we can keep going. So a little story. I didn't learn to swim until I was 30. I was in graduate school and I signed up for adult swim classes. Our instructor left a note taped to the locker room door that began, Dear Terrified Adults. And she was right because I was absolutely terrified. I didn't really have much exposure to water as a kid. My parents didn't swim, so they never taught us to swim. I took some swimming lessons at our local reservoir, but I never really took to it. And at 30, I was embarrassed about not being able to swim. So I decided to conquer my fear of the water. To be honest, I'm still not that comfortable in the water and definitely not in open water. So I'm always amazed by people who take to the water so easily. Our guest today is definitely one of those people. Kate McGormley is a higher education professional living in Indiana with her husband and two sons. Kate is a champion for mental health advocacy and kindness. And though her list of things that brings her joy is very long, one of her greatest joys is water skiing. And she's going to chat with us about that sport today. Kate, hello and welcome to Joy Project. Hi, thanks so much. It's good to be here. Where are you calling us from today? I am calling from Zionsville, Indiana, 20 miles northwest of Indianapolis. Are you from that area? No, I'm actually from Michigan. I moved here about 10 years ago. I'm going to start this conversation the way I start with all of our guests, and I'm going to ask you what brings you joy? I feel lucky that there's quite a list. The first thing that really does come to mind for me is water skiing. There is something about the feeling of coming up out of the water and cutting back and forth through the water and just the feeling of being part of water in a very different and unique way. The feeling of the air when it's a hot summer day and you get up out of the water, there's an accomplishment with that, especially as the years have gone on, it becomes more and more of an accomplishment. I've been skiing since I was little. So there's something very routine. Also, I try to ski more than once a year, but just it happening every year and everything that's changed and everything that's different, but like there's that consistency getting up and still having those same feelings about, about skiing. Have you always loved the water? Yes. I've always loved the water. So I was born in Port Huron, Michigan, which is, you know, right on the water. And I don't know if that had something to do with it, but you know, the pictures of my brother and my sister, me, when we were little, you know, we're like in our diapers, just, you know, right by our parents, just running around right by Lake Huron. And we had a boat. Um, and then we moved to Southern Michigan where we were close to Lake Erie. And then my in-laws have a lake house and my aunt has a beautiful place up on Lake Michigan. So yes, water is kind of, it's always been a big part of my life. And it's always been, I think the thing that brings it all back and kind of calms me. Water skiing itself, I wouldn't say calms me, (laughs) Um, but there's definitely the joy there for sure. How did you get into water skiing? Growing up, we, we used to come to this place down in Indiana that my extended family owned, and they were always trying to get us up on skis from the time we were really little. I just kept trying, and I eventually got up, and I loved it, and then it was just kind of keep doing it from there. Do you remember how old you were when the first time that you actually got up on skis and were able to, to stay up? Yes, I was six. When I think of water skiing, I think of it taking a tremendous amount of upper body strength and core strength. Is that right? Well, let's, let me put it this way. I don't feel that I have very much core strength or upper body strength. So (laughs) 
I don't know for sure. I think it's a little bit more the feeling. Like, I think I have an advantage, to be honest, because I started when I was so young. So I think it's a little bit like snow skiing that way, where your body, it's like riding a bike. You know, your body gets kind of used to it. You remember, you know what you're doing. And I think the older you get and the later you try to do both water skiing and snow skiing, the harder it is because you just don't, your body doesn't know it. And it just feels weird. And both of the, I mean, honestly getting, and I get up on one ski and getting up on one ski is a very weird feeling. It's an awkward feeling, even for me after, you know, I'm 42. So more than 35 years, I would say, I mean, based on just the way my body's built, I think my lower, lower half is stronger. (laughs) So I don't know if that makes a difference, but I think it's a little bit mental too, you know, just like, you love it. So you're holding on and you get up. And I think there's a little bit too of, if you really cut hard on a water ski, like when you're going in and out of the wake, like there's a certain sense of loss of control. Like you're willing to kind of go far enough with the angle of the ski that, you know, you're putting yourself out there as far as willing to fall. And so I think that's a piece of it too, you know, just like, it's not that I'm stronger than another person or I'm, you know, have better core strength. It's that I'm actually dumber. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. But, but really it is, I think it is a little bit of a risk piece too. And I like what you said about, it's really a muscle memory. Like my friends who are dancers feel that way about dancing. It's in their muscles. They actually don't have to logically think through the dance because their, their muscles know what to do. Are you out on the ocean? Most of the time, are you out on the great lakes? Where do you do most of your water skiing? So I have skied on Lake Erie, which there's actually a funny story there. So my college girlfriends, we always get together every summer on Lake Erie uh, at one of the parents' houses. And one summer we got together and they knew I loved water skiing, but you know, they, and they themselves have skied, but you know, maybe not on one or whatever. And it was hilarious because it doesn't feel like a big deal to me, but when they, I skied behind, you know, their boat on Lake Erie and they were just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was hilarious. I'm just like, wow. I'm like kind of a celebrity here. This is all, I'm nothing like I'm not that great this year. I just happen to be someone who has skied, you know, like I said, for a long time. And I do. So, so typically I'm on an inland lake. Um, if I ski, there's one up in Northern Michigan that I go on where my brother has a place. And then there's one in more like the Irish Hills area of Michigan, where my in-laws have a place that I ski on a lot, but I have two boys and I don't push them in a lot of directions, (laughs) but water skiing has been one thing that I've, I think probably because of the joy piece, honestly, like if, if it brings me joy, it's like, I want to share that with them. And I want them to have something that brings them joy, even though I recognize it might not be the same thing. Very interesting to see the two of them go at it very differently. My older son is very perfectionist oriented and has to kind of figure things out before he does them. And so he has struggled because it's like, he doesn't like the feeling. And whereas my younger son got up faster, you know, at a younger age than my older son, because he's a little more like, "Uh, I don't have to have it figured out, you know? I'll try it. And my husband is also a water skier, but hasn't been able to ski as much because he's got some arthritis issues. So, um, yes, relatively naturally. And, but yet again, try not to push them because it is, it is a little scary. You were saying that you got up on one ski. Is that two feet in one ski or you're skiing one-legged? Cause I was imagining what that would look like. I'm like, what does she mean? She's not a celebrity superstar, like skiing one-legged, like what's going on? Skiing one-legged would be amazing. Although I 
not been able to do that yet. So yes, this is what they call a slalom ski. And what it is, the ski that has the boot that you would put your front foot in, and then it has the little open flap basically that you stick your back foot in. So your front, like if I'm doing my right foot in the front, which is what I do, I've got that in the boot. And then I've got my left foot behind that in a little thing where I can pull it in and out. Whereas the one that's in the boot is in there. It's like, you know, it's not coming out unless obviously you fall. It typically does come out. There's a little bit of difference for people in terms of how they get up when they're only skiing on one ski. Some people put their foot, it's, it's called a binder. They put it in the back binder. Other people get up with their foot out. And that's what I do because I like the feeling of the kind of equilibrium between my two feet being next to each other. You know, once I get up, I slide that foot in the binder and then they're then I'm just on one ski. So I would say most people who have skied a while will just ski on one ski. It's actually, once you learn it, it's actually easier to ski on one ski, I think, than on two. How would somebody get started water skiing? If they wanted to, to give it a try, what would you recommend? I know for sure there are college water skiing teams, not at the level of like, you know, NCAA basketball. They definitely exist. I know Michigan State University, where I work, they have a water skiing team. I think it's a sport that is passed down. You end up doing it if your family has a lake house or you're friends with someone who has a lake house and then you go there and you learn how to ski. I don't think there are a lot of opportunities like sailing or things like that where there are classes. There may be some summer camps where you could do it, um, but I would say on the whole... You're doing it if you are going to someone's house and visiting or someone's cottage or, you know, it's in your family. I think that's, you know, kind of how it ends up happening. I get this runner's high after a, a really long run. Is that the same thing with water? When you do get up on that ski or you, you know, go for a certain distance or a certain amount of time, is there like this rush that you feel? Is that where the joy comes from? Yes, I think that's exactly what it is. I, in this case, I probably am equating joy with like that endorphin, all the elements kind of coming together. For me, it's you've got the water, you've got the boat, you've got the weather, usually the sun is out and all the conditions are right. And you're by yourself. I mean, I am an extrovert, but that's a place where it's kind of feel, I don't want to say Zen because I'm not, I don't think it's a calm feeling, but, but it is a place of, I would say pretty pure joy. Do you have a really vivid water skiing memory that you could share? For me, the first ski of the season every year that I think is the most impactful for me because it's like, all right, like kind of like I said earlier, with everything that's happened in the past year, the things that have changed, the things that are the same, things that are great, things that maybe aren't so great, you know, there's this consistency of like, now I'm doing this again and I'm back and for five, 10 minutes when I ski around this lake, I'm actually going to think about any of those things. And it's just going to be the water. And, you know, you look around the lake and there's houses. Yes, but there's lots of green, tons of trees. And it's just really, it's a very grounding experience, I think for me. And I love the idea of something that comes around every year, how we look forward to spring. We got here again. Has water skiing changed at all for you, whether the amount of joy you get from it or the work it takes, like as you get a little bit older or does it, every time you're up on skis, does it sort of take you back to earlier years, like that feeling? I think that's a great question. Honestly, I think 
for me, I think I mentioned I'm 42 and I feel like it actually does matter more to me every year because I know being 40 is not like some ancient age, but I definitely feel my body more than I did when I was in my thirties or in my twenties, whether that's my knee or my back or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so there's something really gratifying to me about this sport that's not just for young people or whatever, but it's also not easy. (laughs) And there's something that feels kind of like an accomplishment now more than it did when I was 22, let's say, or 18. Yep, I did it again. I got up. I'm still alive. They got to throw you the rope. You get the rope. You got your ski on. I mean, it's these very like specific things that happen and it gets all in place. And it's this kind of finely oiled machine. And also, by the way, I usually have a couple of times when I don't get up right away. And so it's like the, that kind of pushing yourself like, all right, get that booty out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, there have been years when I felt like, oh, yeah, I gained 10 pounds and it sure is feeling like it trying to get my butt out of this water and other years where I'm like, Oh, I'm a little lighter. I like this. This is easier. So it is this very kind of nice barometer. How do you start? The boat will be pulled up at the dock. And so I'll get in and I'll put my life jacket on. We'll go out and there's, you know, depending on the lake, there's usually spots that are better than others to start. Just whether there's a lot of seaweed there or the depth, you know, different things like that, or just, you know, the flow of the boat traffic. So we'll find the good spot for starting. And then I will usually jump in the water and put my ski on in the water. Sometimes I put my ski on before I get in. It just depends. And then as soon as I have that done, I'll make sure my life jacket's on. And then they will throw me the rope. And usually you kind of let that go through your hands and the boat kind of idles and pulls up. And then you get the handle part of the rope. And then as soon as I have that, I let the boat straighten out and the rope gets really taut. And then I usually yell, hit it. And then they take off and hopefully I pop out of the water. So it's the speed of the boat and you pulling on that handle that actually pops you up onto the ski. Exactly. Yep. Don't actually pull on the handle at all. You keep your arms straight and the boat pulls you up. And that's the, honestly, that's the biggest thing that is hard for beginners is like that control of you want to pull the boat and pull the rope. And does it create drag in the water? Part of what you're working against a little bit. Yeah. I'm so curious to try, I mean, kind of terrified, but I also feel like that's part of joy too, of like trying something new and really, like you said, like pushing yourself in a direction that you may not go. And then I can imagine like that absolute like elation when you're, when you do like yep. pop up on the ski and you're like, Oh my God, I'm doing it. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. I love that you were able to share something joyful with us and we're keeping this now in in March, but spring is on the way. That means summer is not far behind. And I hope you have many, many, many days of like wonderful water skiing with your boys on these beautiful lakes in the Midwest. Me too. Thank you so much. It's been really, really fun. And I'm looking forward to listening. Isn't Kate delightful? I'm still terrified of the water, but all the joy she gets from water skiing makes me want to give it a shot. If you try water skiing, please let me know. I'd love to hear about your experience. I always share something that brought me joy this week related to the episode. Given Kate's focus on the joy of the outdoors, I want you to check out the latest Fix Solutions Lab publication, The Joy Issue. Fix is a storytelling team at Grist, a nonprofit independent media organization dedicated to telling stories of climate solutions and a just future. Fix was founded on a simple premise. Promising solutions to the climate crisis exist. They just haven't yet gained sufficient momentum to tip the scales. 
The Joy Issue has stories about using joy as a tool for climate change activism. It's the perfect blend of so many things I love that create the foundation of my life and my career. Top-notch writing and storytelling, joy, curiosity, and protecting our beautiful planet. On Monday night, I joined the Fix team in Central Park with my friend Kelly, who is visiting me from Buffalo. I got to meet some lovely people and chat about our common mission to combat climate change with joy as one of our tools. They'll be having more casual events like this, so please be sure to check out grist.org, follow them on social media, and contact them to get involved, because our planet needs love and support from all of us. Thank you for choosing to spend part of your day with me. A big thank you to Kate for sharing her joy of water skiing with us. You can find her on Instagram at katherine.mcgormley. You can find me on Twitter at KristaNYC, on Instagram at KristaRoseNYC, and through the website for this podcast, KristaAvampato.com slash joyproject, where you can also find links to everything we talk about on the podcast, as well as show transcripts. I'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday, July 26th, with another interview episode of Joy Project. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Have a joy-filled week, and I'll chat with you soon.